Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lemond Williams. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here's your host, Lemond Williams. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemond Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas, on Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there who's listening to the show. I'm excited to be here on a Wednesday night. I had a little cold last week. I was under the weather, so I canceled the show and replayed the one for the week prior. But I'm excited to be back. A lot of football to talk about as we enter week 12 on Thanksgiving week. Starting tomorrow, we have a few games and continue those games, week 12 games on on Sunday. Excuse me, and uh, I'm just excited because the Houston Texans are 73 Four and two on the road, and they beat the Washington Redskins in D.C., the na- uh, national uh, nation capital. I said national, but nation capital. Uh, 23-21 on the road. Houston, Texas, extend their winning streak to seven games. Outstanding job for the Texans. They played a hard-fought game. Uh, got off to a fast start defensively, offensively. They was able to produce some points. They put 10 points up in the first quarter and to find a way to kind of win that game 23-21. to 21. All right, so we're going to go through it a little bit here, break it down. I'm starting with the offense. Offensively, I'm going to start with the, the coach, uh, Bill O'Brien. I thought he played or well, he called a, a decent game. Uh, some of the play calling was kind of suspect in the red zone, but overall they got the win, and Bill O'Brien did a decent job as far as calling good plays offensively. Deshaun Watson he ended up throwing for 208 yards, one interception, but he had two interceptions on the road uh, and was sacked three times. So uh, that's not a good thing. Uh, his offensive line did not protect him the way he should have been protected. Ended up getting sacked three times for 27 yards and had two interceptions. So uh, it's a working progress for Deshaun Watson, even though they're on, the Texans are on a seven-game win streak. Uh, Deshaun has continued to try to learn his way through his second season. Uh, he had that injury last year. Now, technically, this is his first full season as the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans. Uh, offensively, from the running standpoint, the Texans was able to find a running back by committee. They had Lamar Miller. He rushed for 86 yards. Uh, he had no touchdowns, but he was productive. He had about 20, car- 20 carries for 86 yards. Uh, Alpha Blue came in to the game also, carried the football for eight eight times, and he rushed for 46 yards, zero touchdown. So in Deshaun Watson, you know, he's a dual-threat quarterback. Excuse me. So he was able to produce as well from running standpoint. So I've been talking from day one, week one, to week 12, to this week, today. In order for the Texans to be successful and continue this winning streak, and they have to bring a balanced attack offensively. Uh, for the most part, it was balanced. Uh, they had a total of 139 rushing yards on the road. So against the Washington Redskins team, you know up front they're pretty aggressive. Uh, the Texans did a great job offensively being able to attack that Redskins defense as well as final running game on the road. Uh, Lamar Miller, despite no touchdowns, his longest rushing yards, Last Sunday was 21, so uh, that's decent. That's not that's not impressive. That's not you know record breaking, but it's you know it's impressive from the standpoint, or decent from the standpoint of continue to move the ball and sustain those drives on the road. Their passing game was phenomenal. I thought the Texans did a better job finding guys in open space. Kiki QT, the rookie out of Texas Tech. You know, coming off of injuries, he stepped up for the Texans on the road. Five receptions, 77 yards, zero touchdowns. He was targeted nine times. DeAndre Hopkins, he's another guy. I mean, all pro wide receiver. He's a go-to guy for the Texans. He had that huge reception for for the touchdown against uh, the Redskins defense in the first half. He had he finished up with 56 receiving yards, 11 receptions. Uh, per carry or 11 receptions per catch uh, per yard, and his average is at 11 yards. I said that. 
about three times already. Okay, so he was targeted six times, and DeAndre Hopkins is the all-pro receiver for the Texans, and having him uh, out there against the Redskins, I thought, kind of spread out the defense and allowed the Texans to be able to export their secondary. The Redskins is very dominant up front, but if you give Deion, uh, Deshaun Watson an opportunity to pick a part of the secondary, he can do that, and that's exactly what he did. He was able to spread the ball around. Uh, DeAndre, as well as Jordan uh, Ak- uh, Atkins, as well as Larry Miller, Lamar Miller, Jordan Thompson, uh, Damaris Thompson. I mean, Thomas, he really didn't have a, a big uh, outcome or performance on the road. Had zero receptions, zero yards. But his presence was felt, I guess, uh, if you want to say that. And the, and the Redskins had to respect that, which allowed DeAndre Hopkins to be able to find himself in a one-on-one position or one-on-one situation with a cornerback. So uh, in, all, in all grand scheme of things, I guess, if you're going to recap this whole game from an offensive standpoint for the Texans, I thought they did a, a, a decent job. From a play-calling standpoint, they did a decent job as far as spreading the ball around, did a better job getting Lamar Miller involved as far as running the football, and they were able to put up some points early in the first quarter. They got 10 points. They scored a touchdown early with DeAndre Hopkins. The field goal helped, and in the second quarter, they were able to produce another touchdown. So they got them also a decent start on the road, which built their confidence and sustained that lead throughout the second half which earned them the seventh win in a row. So offensively, it's a work in progress, a work in progress that can continue to build off that and do more as they prepare for Monday Night Football. Uh, defensively, was oh, they just dominated. I mean, I'll talk more about the defense in the second segment, but the defense, I thought, did a better job on the road against the Redskins. So offensively, you know, the offensive line needs to be improved. Um I mean, guys going down every week, guys getting injured. Uh, they're bringing guys in on the practice squad this week and and not having that stability at the offensive line standpoint is really hurting the Texans right now early on uh, in certain games. But, you know, these guys are, are pros. These guys are veterans, and they're finding a way to be able to pull it out and win in tough situations. Uh, switching gears, let's talk about the Redskins offense real quick. Uh, you know, Alex Smith went down with an ankle slash leg injury, broke his with tibia and fibula uh, bone in his leg. So he's done for the season, uh, for the most part. That was a, a really tough injury that he suffered uh, in the third quarter. I want to say it was the third quarter. Uh, he didn't have any touchdowns. He finished up with 135 passing yards, two interceptions. Uh, Colt McCoy, man. Colt McCoy is a guy from the University of Texas. He's coming in filling some huge shoes for Alex Smith. Uh, they play Thursday night. They play tomorrow, Thursday afternoon, excuse me, against the Dallas Cowboys, their rival. So it's going to be a tough situation for the Redskins. Uh, trying to bounce back and trying to uh, lock in that NFC East division at 6-4, and 3-3 three and three at home. They're going on the road to play the Dallas Cowboys. It's going to be a tough environment. They're going to lean heavily on Adrian Peterson. Which was, in my opinion, did a decent job against the the, the Houston Texans. He had two throwing touch—I mean, two rushing touchdowns—and finished for 51 yards. But as you can hear the music playing in the background, it's time for us to take our first break for the show. When I come back, I will break down the Texans' defense as well as give my prediction early for the Monday Night Football between the Texans and the Titans. Next, on Outside the Huddle, with your host Lee Mont Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs> Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or you can drop a line to Lemont Williams Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams on the Voice American Sports Network, coming to you live from Houston, Texas, on Thanksgiving week, uh, Wednesday night, Thanksgiving prior to uh, pre-Thanksgiving night. Thanksgiving is kicking off tomorrow on the 22nd. I'm excited. We'll be frying some turkey in the morning, as well as getting a chance to kind of relax and kick it with my family here in Texas, so I'm excited about that. But I'm also excited about the Houston Texans as they continue their winning streak Seven games so far, and they're doing a really good job. Uh, talked about, I broke down their offensive uh, effort on the road against the Redskins, winning 23-21. to Now I want to spend some time and show some love to their defense side of the ball for the Houston Texans. And i got to start off talking about Justin Reed, the rookie safety, and his 101 return for a touchdown, his interception. In the second quarter, Justin Reed, brother of Eric Reed, that played for the playing for the Carolina Panthers, played for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, his younger brother, Stanford, is doing a phenomenal job for the Texans thus far this season. Uh, that interception was huge, man. I'm glad to say it was huge. And the return for a touchdown, it really gave the Texans a, moment, a momentum boost in the second quarter and just kind of put the stamp on it early for me, in my opinion, on the road for the Texans. Uh, he finished up with a total of four tackles, three solos, uh, but that one interception return for a touchdown was the bad breaker for the Texans, well, for the Redskins uh, on Sunday at FedEx Field. Now, Justin Reed, they're doing a, a good job. got to give credit to Romeo, Romeo Cannell. He's doing a better job of putting him in a position to be successful. And what I mean by be successful, he's able to be able to roam and be able to uh, uh, dissect and be able to understand what the defense is throwing at him prior to pre-snap. So it, uh, Eric, Eric Reed, Justin Reed is doing a really good job for the Houston Texans, and it's showing on the field. Every game seems like his confidence continues to build. Uh, he's in the right place at the right time. Uh, picking up the interception, returning for 101 yards was huge for the Texans again, and uh, it just it just tells you what the Texans and and just shows you the future of what that secondary will look like with Justin Reed leading them in in the near future uh, after this season. So give credit to the secondary for the Houston Texans. Give credit to Justin Reed, the rookie out of Stanford, being able to run that touchdown back interception for a touchdown back for 101 yards. But in order for Justin Reed to be able to do that in the secondary to return it for 101 yards and be successful, that means pressure needs to be provided by the up front D line. And that's what the pressure is coming from, from J.J. Watt 
All-Pro, future Hall of Famer. I'm going to throw it out there for the Texans, as well as Jadavion Clowney. Jadavion Clowney is in this contract year for the Texans, and he's trying to get a contract extension with the Texans, but the way he's been performing the last couple of games in this season, he's going to, somebody's going to pay him big dollars because he's playing really good, not just for the Texans, but he's just playing his talent throughout the season for the NFL. Uh, Jadavion Clowney brought pressure, got a sack. J.J. Watt did the same thing. Uh, if one is not getting exact, the other one is. And it's hard for any team to uh, prepare or scheme for two of those type of uh, impact players because if you allow your offensive lineman to go one-on-one with Jadavion Clowney, you know at 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, he's going to take advantage of that. And then with J.J. White on the opposite side, J.J. has the experience and the knowledge to be able to get past a lot of these offensive linemen to be able to produce sacks. So both individuals end up picking up sacks against the Redskins uh, this past Sunday, and they just dominated up front. I mean... Uh, one thing it was JJ or Jadavion, but I know uh, Kareem Kareem Jackson was on that tackle, which uh, produced the injury for Alex Smith. But I can't remember if it was JJ or Jadavion that also came in and cleaned it up. But uh, good job for the Texans. Continue to bring pressure up front. Continue to be dominant and, and win the battle. And that's exactly what they need to do. Continue to win the battle up front. Going from the front to the back side again, uh, got to give credit to Kareem Jackson. I think he's doing a really good job at the safety position. He's coming down, him and Tyron Matthews, the Honey Badger, and they well, know a lot about the Honey Badger out of Arizona. He was the Cardinals last year. Honey Badger as well as Kareem Jackson is coming down in the box, making some really good solid tackles, one-on-one tackles. Kareem Jackson, it seems like every game this guy is making those light, lights out. Uh, solid one-on-one tackles, and it just seemed like he's at the right place at the right time. He ended up finished with ten tackles, eight solos, one sack. So, as well as Honey Badger had nine tackles total, eight solos, and one sack as well. So, with those two guys leading your safety, your secondary, and being safeties back there, they just you know they, they're shutting down the run and making you more of a one-dimensional team. Uh, early on, the Redskins struggled for his the ball to Adrian Peterson. He eventually he got going late in the second quarter and in the second half. But the Texans are doing a really, got, really good job, in my opinion, from the secondary standpoint, uh, shutting down the running game. Those guys coming in the box, being very aggressive and, and doing their thing. It just, you know, it is what it is. It's just doing their thing, making good sound tackles and uh, shutting down the offense forcing teams to throw the ball in three-and-out situations. So you got to give credit to the Texans for doing that. I kind of want to kind of recap, not really recap, but preview the Texans game on Monday Night Football. So we have Thanksgiving week, right? Thanksgiving kicking out tomorrow. Got three games slated for tomorrow. Then you have the Sunday games. Then you have the marquee game. You have the marquee game on Monday Night Football. The Texans will host the Tennessee Titans. Uh, without the injury report being released thus far, I'm assuming Marcus Mariota will play on Monday night for the Tennessee Titans. I know he went down with an injury, which is not clear yet until we get the report via email here sometime in the next couple of days. But the Tennessee Titans, which is a competitor, and uh, I call it a rival, but a lot of people don't call it a rival because the Tennessee Titans used to be the Houston Oilers. And we have the Houston Texans. So, uh, Tennessee Titans will come to Houston and play the Texans on Monday Night Football. I'll be at that game as well at NRG Stadium. And it's going to be AOC South matchup. So, the Texans being a seven-game winning streak, and you got the Tennessee Titans coming to play. If Marcus Mariota doesn't play, the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, he's a dual-threat guy. If he's not playing, uh, I anticipate, the Tennessee Titans be able to run heavily on the Texans early in the first half. They don't want to come out establish their running game. Who doesn't, right? Who doesn't want to establish their running game on the road in a hostile environment? Uh, depends on who. Uh, it's it's sad, right? Because I really don't know who's the second second string quarterback or who's going to come in for Marcus Mariota if he's not going to be able to play. Let's assume that he's not playing. 
whoever fills that role as second string quarterback will have a lot to uh, feel as far as a lot of he's going to have the opportunity to be able to step in those shoes for Marcus Mario to make big plays. And I don't really think he he's going to be able to do that on the road in that tough environment. Let's be honest. The NRG Stadium is going to be on fire. The Texans coming in to that game Monday night. Main, I mean, prime time platform. Haven't been home in about a month. During a seven-game win streak, those fans are going to be out. Man, they're going to be crazy. That noise is going to be going. It's going to be so loud in that stadium. It's going to be... I feel for that quarterback who's going to fill in for Marcus Mario because it's going to be hard for him to be able to hear his own self call the make the calls. It's going to be that loud in that stadium, and I, trust me, I'll witness how loud it can get in NRG. So, with that being said, it's going to play in the hands for the Texans, especially the D line. I talked about JJ Watt and Javion Clowney bringing pressure. Those guys earning sacks. Javion Clowney again, he's in this contract year. J.J. is coming off an injury season the year before. He wants to continue to have uh, consistency as far as main pressure. Man, it's just it's going to be unbelievable in that stadium. So you can definitely tell I'm going for the Texans on Monday night. I believe the Texans will extend their winning streak to eight against the Tennessee Titans and kind of solidify their, their stamp in the AFC South now if they beat the Tennessee Titans. Now, don't get me wrong. It's the NFL, right? So we can't predict the unpredictable. We can't. We don't know how things are going to play out. The Titans might have a good game plan. They beat the Texans early this season at their house, so they might have something that we don't know. They might know how to figure out how to maneuver and get past the Texans on Monday Night Football. But I'll be very surprised. And when I recap the show and do the games next next Wednesday. If the Texans lose, I mean, I'll be shocked. I will be shocked to see the Texans lose against the Tennessee Titans due to the fact uh, Texas is playing with a lot of confidence. And if you play a team, what's it, November the 22nd? So by the time they play, let's say the 24th, 26th, by the time they play on the 26th on Monday night, that confidence is going to be so high. It's just at this point of the season, if you're not playing with a lot of confidence and you don't know how to figure it out by now, something's wrong. That's just my personal opinion. And the Texans seem like they figured out their solutions to their problems early in the, early when it was losing. And they're going to find a way to continue to win, especially at home. I don't really see them giving up a loss to the Tennessee Titans at home. So with that being said, and everything else I said earlier on, I think the Tennessee Titans will lose to the Houston Texans at NRG on Monday night. And I think the Texans will extend their winning streak to eight winning games. As you hear the cue and the music playing in the background, as telling Lee Mott Williams, it's time for us to take our second break. So let's go ahead and take our break. And when we come back, I will go around the NFL and talk about and break down some games from this past Sunday and week 11. Next on Outside the Huddle, with your host, Lee Mott Williams, on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs> Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. This week on The Revolution, we're on a big game conquest for moose, grizzlies, whitetails, and more. Tune in as Stan Potts of North American Whitetail and Tim Brent with Jim Shockey's Hunting Adventures talk big game hunting. Plus, Jake Edson of Bushnell and Steve Nessel from Yamaha will discuss optics and off-roading. Jim and Trav's Big Game Conquest is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or you can drop a line to Lemont Williams Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. On Thanksgiving week, hope everyone's ready and prepared and hungry for Thanksgiving tomorrow. I know A-Rod is hungry over there in Arizona. Him and I talked about Thanksgiving on the off offline during the break. I'm going to be frying turkey tomorrow. I'm going to mail A-Rod some turkey, give him some turkey so he can have some. It's not going to come tomorrow, but it'll get there by the weekend, maybe by Monday, some fried turkey. So one thing, everyone, for listening to the show tonight, Thanksgiving week, I talked about the Houston Texans early in the game, early in the show, segment number one, broke down the offensive effort against the Washington Redskins as well as the defensive effort in the second segment. Now I'm going to go around the NFL, break down some games from Sunday, past Sunday, week 11. I've got to start with this Monday night football game. And if you're – now I don't want to say dead – because I hope you're not dead because you're listening to the show. But if you're sleeping and you didn't watch the game on Monday night, you missed a really good game between the Los Angeles Rams and the Kansas City Chiefs. Los Angeles Rams, Los Angeles Rams won that game 54-51, to and they're 10-1 as the Kansas City Chiefs in 92. Now, if you're a fan of the show, you've been listening to the show the last, uh, let's say, 12 weeks, all right, since NFL's on week number 12. So if you've been listening to the show for 12 weeks, you know A-Rod and I are big fans of Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is the first-year quarterback for Kansas City Chiefs. He's out of Texas Tech. He has a very strong arm. He has some outstanding offensive weapons for Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes threw for 478 yards. Let me say that again. 478 yards and six touchdowns. Now, Patrick Mahomes, he ended up with three interceptions, and he was sacked three times, which hints the fact that they end up losing the game. They're at 92. But there's another quarterback on the opposite team for the Los Angeles Rams, his name is Jared Goff. And I know A-Rod is a big fan of Jared Goff because he watched the game as well. Jared Goff threw for 413 yards, four passing touchdowns, but here's the key. He had zero interceptions, whereas Patrick Mahomes had three interceptions. Now, Jared Goff was sacked five times for 34 yards, but the Los Angeles Rams ended up winning the game 54-51. Now, let's start with the scoring of the game, right? So, from what I've been told and what I've been reading all week is that this this game broke a record, right? It broke the record in NFL history for most Point score in one individual regular season game. So what's that? What 105 points total? 51 plus 54 gives you 105 points. Man, if you want to watch a, a entertaining, exciting football game on the biggest platform in the NFL, I guess atmosphere, which is Monday Night Football, because there's no other team playing that day besides the team playing that night. This was the game to watch. It lived up to the hype. All week, from multiple platforms, from ESPN to Fox Sports 1 to CBS, NBC, all the way up to ABC slash ESPN that broadcast the Monday Night Football game, 
everyone talked about this game. Everybody was leading up to this game. Hey, this is the pre-Super Bowl game, blah, 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 blah. And I can tell you, they didn't disappoint. It was a very, it was a very exciting game from an offensive standpoint. Defensively, you know, as a former defensive player, I'd be a little discouraged if I played with Kansas City and we gave them 54 points. Yeah, but I'll be excited the fact that it was a, a chess match. It was back and forth, back and forth, and both teams were throwing their best shots. It's kind of like a heavyweight bout, you know, Ali versus Faye, Frazier or, uh, you know, I guess Manny Pacquiao against uh, Floyd Mayweather. Well, Mayweather kind of dominated those fights. But anyway, you get the point. So the point I'm trying to prove is that it was very entertaining. I was very excited. I know A-Rod was excited. He couldn't wait to talk about it on the show this week and produce this show this week so he can hear me talk about the game, Monday Night Football game. And it was, man, from the beginning to the end. I, I was on the edge of my seat all the way to the end. I thought Kansas City was going to end up pulling this game out. I really did. I thought Patrick Mahomes was going to find a way to get it done. Uh, he had too many offensive weapons. I thought those guys was going to pull it out. Kareem Hunt, his stats, 14 carries, 70 yards. He didn't have a rushing touchdown. Compared to Todd Gurley, he ended up finishing up with 55 rushing yards, zero uh, rushing touchdowns. Uh, going to the receiving part of it, which was most impressive, uh, Tyreek Hill, Mr. I'm faster than anybody on the field. He ended up finished with 215 receiving yards, man. And he had two receiving touchdowns. That's, uh, God almighty, man. That guy's, man, that guy's Speedy Gonzalez. Then you got, uh, Travis Kelsey. He had 127 yards, one receiving touchdown. Going to the Rams, Brandon Cook, 107. He had zero touchdowns. Then you have Josh Randall. Uh, Reynolds, excuse me, Josh Reynolds, he ended up finished with 80 receiving yards and one touchdown. So, with all that being said, man, I, I got to go back to what I said earlier. The game was phenomenal, man. It was, I, I need a sequel. I need a, we need a rematch. We need something where we can do a do-over. Uh, you know, Hollywood can script it any better than that. It was in, it was in LA. All the stars was out. I know Jay-Z was at the game. Some other guys was at the game. I'm pretty sure Floyd Mayweather was there. Those guys, man, it's just, you know, we need a rematch of this matchup because it was, it was, man, you couldn't get any better than this game, eh, Rod? I mean, you had guys, it's hard to break this game down. It was just, somebody was, you know, action. You knew it was going to come down to the last second. And that interception by Kansas City to Los Angeles kind of solidified the game. And the Rams, man, you know, just did it. They just did their thing, man. It was just, it was just not one play that really stood out to me. It was just a great game overall for both teams. You knew somebody was going to lose eventually. Unfortunately, it had to be the Chiefs. It doesn't take it away from the fact that I'm still a big Patrick Mahomes fan. I'm pretty sure A. Rod is a big Patrick Mahomes fan remaining going forward. But Kansas City Chiefs lost. That their second loss of the season. They're nine and two. LA Rams is ten and one. Let's see how the season plays out for both teams. Uh, hopefully, these teams will meet each other in Atlanta, and hopefully, we get to see something similar to what we saw on Monday night this past Monday night. Because I was impressed, man. It was really good. Enough with that. I am not going to continue to beat on that drum. But it was a really good game. Uh, it's hard for me to break it down because it's exciting. It's entertaining. I mean, score speaks for itself. 51, 54-51 LA Rams over the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, now, let's talk about some teams I've really been watching the last couple of weeks and I've been impressed with, starting with the NFC Central Division, Chicago Bears. They're playing on Thursday night or Thursday morning. They're playing the Detroit Lions. Now, the Detroit Lions... If you're a casual NFL fan, you know the Detroit Lions plays every Thanksgiving, and they pretty much play the first game of Thanksgiving. So this year, the Detroit Lions will play a team in their division, the Chicago Bears. The Bears has been on the road the last couple of weeks, and it's been defense-led team. They're seven and three, five and one at home. They beat the Minnesota Vikings. Another team is in their division. Last Sunday, 25-20. Now, the Bears, 
might not have their starting quarterback on Thursday morning, I guess, because the game starts at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. But uh, their defense, and that's what I want to talk about mostly, is their defense. Their defense has been really good, led by Khalil Mack. Now, again, if you haven't really been paying attention to the NFL, you've been sleeping the last couple of weeks, Khalil Mack used to play with the Oakland Raiders. He was traded to the Chicago Bears. The Bears picked him up, and he's proven why he should have got the money from the Oakland Raiders. He's just been a very active, disruptive defensive end, fly as tackle, and he's just doing his thing. So Khalil Mack is back, and the Mack attack got out to a really good start. Uh, had one sack, one tackle for loss, and he brought a lot of pressure, and they left him one-on-one, and Khalil Mack is just Khalil Mack. Minnesota Vikings really didn't have a stop for him against uh, the Bear or the Bears really took advantage of the fact that the Vikings didn't have a stop or didn't have an uh, antidote to stop the Khalil Mack, and he just did his thing, which allowed the defense to do their thing, interception late in the second half, which returned for a touchdown, and pretty much sealed the deal, 25-20, the Bears over the Vikings. So with that being said, Bears will play the Detroit Lions on Thursday morning here in Houston uh, for Thanksgiving. And I will believe that the Bears will win that game uh, on the road in Detroit. We'll see how it plays out. I might be right. I might be wrong. But I think the Bears will win that game. We'll see how it works out. All right. Going down, staying in the south, well, not NFC South or Central, going to the NFC South, I want to talk about the New Orleans Saints, right? So Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. A couple of weeks ago, Saints knocked off uh, Los Angeles Rams, right? They gave him the first loss at home. Their receiver pulled up the cell phone. He made a call. After scoring a touchdown, you know, you all know the rest. So Drew Reese threw for 363 yards, four touchdowns. Most important, he had zero interceptions against the Philadelphia Eagles. Man, what happened to the Eagles? I guess that's for another another discussion, right? We can talk about that for a whole hour, about the Eagles, the Super Bowl champions. They're now at four and eight, two or three on the road. They lost to the Saints. You know, you know, be patient for this one, right? Forty-eight to seven. <laughs> Pretty much, that was it. Uh, Carson Wentz threw three interceptions, and that's all you need to know. I mean, well, the other stats were irrelevant because he threw three interceptions. Well, Drew Brees, he threw four touchdowns for three hundred and sixty-three yards. And the Saints just continue to march as the Saints keep marching in, right? So that's a little cliche. They're 9-1, 4-1 at home, very tough place to play. They play on Sunday, late Sunday, I mean, excuse me, late Thursday, Thursday night on Thanksgiving. And their running game is pretty much uh, their balance, right? You got Mark Ingram in the second, 103. He had two rushing touchdowns, and they're just dominating any team they play at home. Uh, you talk about NRG being a tough place to play. Man, you go to Mercedes-Benz Dome. used to be the Superdome in New Orleans on a Sunday night. Shucks. You couldn't even hear your own self talk in that stadium, man. It's so loud. I, I've been there for the Bayou Classic, and that's Southern versus Grambling, and it's loud. I can only imagine being there for a, a New Orleans Saints game. Man, you talk about somebody, you talk about a hostile environment. It's crazy. I mean, they had some diehard friends down there in New Orleans, man. Man, crazy. Anyway, all right, here's the cue. Time for me to take a break. I'm going to break now. When we come back, I'm going to get my fix and prediction for Week 12. As the NFL kicks off tomorrow, Thanksgiving, I'm excited to kind of get my picks and predicts. I gave a few out already, but we'll talk a little bit more about some other games next on Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemar Williams, on the Voice America Sports Network. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Want to experience football from the perspective of a former player who also has coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. He'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl has the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. He'll cover the camps, on and off the field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams. As I prepare to prep my turkey to drop it in the grease tomorrow morning and get ready to watch some NFL football. Entering my last segment of the show, I'm excited to break down some of the games starting tomorrow as my laptop kind of kicked me out of the, my games and my notes. So it's Thanksgiving week. Hope everybody's ready for Thanksgiving. I'm excited about Thanksgiving. My favorite holiday, more than Christmas. I know, I know, I get it. I don't believe in Santa Claus anymore. So, uh, more than Christmas, I love Thanksgiving. Any opportunity for me to cook, any opportunity for me to eat, and I know A-Y loves how to love to eat too. It's the best holiday that we have throughout the season or throughout the year, in my opinion. So, and... I'm a, you know, I was born in November, so it's my birth month. So I, I love Thanksgiving, my birthday, all, all of them wrapped in all in one. So with that being said, we're going to kick off the games to start Thursday night. Well, not tonight. I'm so used to Thursday night football. Thursday morning, which we're rolling to Thursday night. So starting off Thursday on Thanksgiving Day tomorrow at 1130 Central Standard Time, will be the Chicago Bears playing the Detroit Lions. Now, if you just logged in and you just clicked on my show and you're listening, you say, hey, what is this guy talking about? I just broke down this game, the last segment. I gave you my picks and predictions, but due to the fact that you're checking in and you're listening to Lemont Williams as well as my great producer, A-Rod, here on the show, I will tell you again, Chicago Bears will beat the Detroit Lions. Why? due to the fact that their defense has been outstanding the last few games. The Bears' defense has produced points off turnovers as well as they got one of the top defensive outside linebackers and players in the NFL, and that's Khalil Mack. All right, so you might say, well, Chicago Bears, they don't have their starting quarterback on Thursday. I'm good with that. You know why? Because the Bears' defense in their running game will be enough to be able to beat the Detroit Lions. We're playing the Lions. Well, the Bears are playing the Lions. I'm not intimidated by Detroit. I get it. They got the contract. They play every Thanksgiving. Every, just every time of the year, they play the first game on Thanksgiving, the Detroit Lions. 
That's the only good thing they have out of the whole season. So let's go ahead and give the Bears a victory over the Detroit Lions. Kicking off Thanksgiving weekend, week 12 for the NFL. All right. The afternoon game. And that's some of the games I'll be focusing in on. Especially the 3.30 game, Central Standard Time, will be the Washington Redskins without their starting quarterback, Alex Smith. He's down. He broke his ankle, his leg, and all the ingredients and the little parts are surrounding his leg. He's done for the season. Colt McCoy will return to Texas. Colt, if y'all don't know anything about Colt McCoy, he is very loved here in the state of Texas. He used to be the starting quarterback for UT and has had a lot of success there for UT Longhorn. So Colt McCoy is coming back to Texas, playing in Arlington, Jerry World. He will be playing the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys, believe it or not, they beat Atlanta last week. So who do you think will who do I think will win this game? I know everyone thinks I'm going to pick the Redskins, right? And my heart tells me to pick the Redskins. But my experience and my knowledge and my understanding of football, especially on the pro level, tells me the Cowboys will win this game due to the fact Colt McCoy will be shell shot against a very aggressive Dallas team. That defense last week against the Atlanta Falcons on the road, the Cowboys showed some heart, showed a lot of heart, which I was impressed with. Which led to me believe that on a short week, Thanksgiving week, the Cowboys with Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott on the offensive side of the ball, and that aggressive defense against a Colt McCoy led Redskins team, and who they just signed, Mark Sanchez. As a backup, come on, bro. You already know what time it is. Cowboys going to win this game over the Redskins. Uh, which is going to make it very interesting in the NFC East division going forward. I think the Redskins will pull it out and win that division and get into the playoffs. But they're going to lose on Thanksgiving. All right, with that, the Atlanta Falcons, I mentioned them losing to the Dallas Cowboys at home last week. They're going <laughs> – when I tell you they're going into the Lions' den, I mean they're going into the Lions' den. They're going into New Orleans. They're playing the Saints at the Mercedes Mercedes Superdome on Sunday night football. Drew Brees, red hot New Orleans Saints, nine and one. Last time I checked their record, and their offensive pack, running game, passing game. Look here, man. Atlanta, Atlanta's not gonna win. Let's go ahead and say that right now. Atlanta's not gonna win over the New Orleans Saints. I got the Saints winning over the Atlanta Falcons Sunday night football. Kind of as I be full laying on the couch trying to fight my sleep, Atlanta's going to lose to New Orleans Saints on Thursday night, Thanksgiving night. All right. I probably on dessert by that time, Igor. I don't know about you, but Sunday night football, I'll be on some dessert. I'll be you know, eating. pie or something like that by that time. You said what there, Igor? I said I might be a little bit too intoxicated. <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. Mixing the numbers up. I hear you. Going to the Sunday game, right? So we have Sunday football. We got Jacksonville, Buffalo, the Boo Boo game. Uh, Boo Boo Bowl, who will win this? Shucks, I don't know, man. Jacksonville, looking like Boo Boo, Buffalo. I got Jaguars. Go and give it a. You got Jaguars, I'm going to go Buffalo. All right. All right, All right another Boo Boo game. We got Cleveland Browns versus the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going with the Bengals. Who you got there, Rock? I'm going to have to go to the Bengals, too. All right. Cool. All right, New England, New England Patriots coming off a bye week. I'm going to go with them over the Jets. Who you got winning that game? Oh, Patriots, without a doubt. <laughs> All right, we got the Giants. Odell Beckham, your favorite player. And that new contract will go to Philadelphia the Eagles. Who do you think will win that game? Oh, Eagles for sure. Eagles? You got the Eagles? Oh, yeah. I'm going to go with the Giants on that. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with the Giants on that one, man. I think the Giants will pull that one out. Coming off a of bye week. That's the only reason why I think the Giants will Okay, we'll see how it plays out. I'm going to go with the Giants. You got the Eagles. I'm going to go with the Giants on that one. San Francisco. Man, they're, 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 they're fighting for the number one draft pick. They will play against another team that's, that's pretty much gave up in their season, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who do you think will win that game? You got me there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we can just roll the dice on that one. We'll say I'm gonna go and say Tampa Bay will win that one at home. All right, here's a here's a tough one for you, right? We got Seattle, 
Seahawks, your team out of Seattle, Russell Wilson, they will travel from all the way from Washington State, all the way to the East Coast and play the Carolina Panthers in North Carolina. Who do you think will win this game? I already know your answer, but who do you think will win that game? Oh, my Seahawks, without a doubt. <laughs> Definitely you're wrong, man. Carolina's going to beat your, your Seattle Seahawks, man. They're going to beat Russell Wilson. Hey, I, I got love for my Seattle, game. so win or lose, you know, it, it's all there. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I got the Carolina Panthers winning that over the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Buffalo, I mean, Baltimore will beat Oakland at home. Oh, got the, I got the Chargers beating. I got the Chargers beating the Arizona Cardinals at home. Uh, Pittsburgh versus Denver. Denver is at home. Well, this is a tough one. Uh, Stewart's my skill. My sneak out of that game with a win over over Denver. I'm not going to go Broncos. Sunday, in my opinion. I got Broncos. Okay, you got the Broncos. You got the Broncos. Okay. Uh, Miami, they're going to the Colts. I'm going to go with the Colts on that one. Colts. Who do you think will win that one? Colts. Hey, Rock. I got you with you the Colts. Colts too? Okay. All right. Sunday night football on Sunday night, even though they have a Thursday night football on Thursday night. Okay. But anyway, Green Bay will go to Minnesota. This is a tough one, right? So, Green Bay, even though I give them high hopes and I think they're going to do well, they always disappoint me on night. Sunday night games or Thursday night games or Monday night games. So, with that being said, I'm going with Green Bay. They're going to they're gonna change it up and win that game in Minnesota. Who do you think will win that game? Uh, Green hey, Bay. I mean, after whatever Seattle did to them, you know, I think they're going to switch it up and they're definitely going to be ready for defense. Okay. Okay, so you think Green Bay going to win it? Yeah, I got Green Bay. All right, me too. All right, now, the grand finale, the game I will be at on Monday night, the Tennessee Titans versus the Houston Texans. The Texans have won seven games in a row. Can they win eight? I believe so. I got the Texans over the Tennessee Titans on Monday Night Football on November 26th. Who do you think will win that game and why? Uh, I got you with the Texans, too. Yeah, boy. Yeah, the Texans will win that one, man. They're going to do their thing. It's going to be a hostile environment for Tennessee, the former Oilers. It's always a rival, in my opinion. The Texans will win that game. Deshaun Watson needs to stay upright and be able to have some protection up front from the offensive line. Lamar Miller, continue to do your thing running the football. Alpha Blue, come off the bench, Blue. Come off the bench and do your thing. Well, we already know what DeAndre Hopkins can do. And that defense is going to be phenomenal bringing that pressure up front. Speaking of pressure, I got the pressure on my back right now to wrap up this show. Sounds like the music is playing. I'm excited to let you know. Excited to say happy Thanksgiving to everyone who listens to the show tonight. If I haven't talked to you, if I don't talk to you this week, have a blessed weekend. I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Have a great Thanksgiving. A-Rod, have a great Thanksgiving. And we'll recap next week on some other games, all right? All right, will do. All right, thanks, sir. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.